Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Terrence Hunt. I am glad to be back with you doing Kingdom Leadership, Leadership Legacy Podcast. We are talking about Chosen on Purpose, part three today. But first, just want to welcome you back. Uh, this is the week of Easter coming up. We have Good Friday coming. We have Resurrection Sunday coming after that as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate this. This is a week of celebration that our Lord died and rose again. I have a former pastor who said that Jesus died, but he refused to stay dead. <laughs> I love that. Let's you know that God has all the power. Therefore, because God has all the power and we believe in him, there's nothing you can't do. Hallelujah. So we're glad to be here. Uh, we're going to read the scripture today. Um, our scripture topic is going to be Numbers, the 13th chapter. I'm sorry, Numbers, the 23rd chapter is our scripture, uh, verse 19. And then we're going to skip around and we'll talk about this. But we're talking about chosen on purpose today. Um, and this is part three. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. And we want to slide down to verse 25. And Balak said unto Balaam, neither curse them at all nor blessed them at all. But Balaam answered and said to Balak, told, I, told not I thee, saying all that the Lord speaketh, I must do. And so we want to talk about this because what was happening here in this scripture is that there was a conversation between Balak and Balaam. And the issue is that Balak wanted Balaam to curse the children of Israel. But Balaam let him know there's no way I can do that. God has all the power. I cannot go against God's blessing. And I want you to know that God has chosen you. He has selected you. He has said you're mine. And when he does that, it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people do. It doesn't matter even what the witch or the warlock tries to do. Can't stop the blessing that God has placed on your life. Cannot stop the favor that God has placed on your life. You are in a place in God where he has total control, even over the bad stuff that happens in your life. You cannot be stopped because God is overseeing this thing. I don't want you to know God has given you some promises that have yet to be fulfilled. And that's where we were in verse 19, because sometimes it looks like God maybe have forgotten us. But we're encouraged in verse 19 of Numbers 23 to know God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man he should repent. He's spoken. He will make it good. He's His money is good. God is, his word is as good as gold. You can take it to the bank. Amen. Don't worry. You must understand no devil can steal your promise, your blessing. What God has for you is truly, truly for you. We want you to see that God has you protected because sometimes when we walk with the Lord, all manner of evil can break out against us. All manner of spiritual warfare can break out against us. And it can become scary. It can become quite discouraging. But the word of the Lord, it does stand forever. The flower may fade, the grass may wither, but the word of the Lord stands forever. 
look at Psalms 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way. And here's verse 24. Listen to this. Though he fall, he shall not utterly, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Isn't that some good news? You might make a mistake. You might trip up. You might have a mishap. But God said, even if that happens, the Lord has you. He has you. He's going to pull you up with his hand. Great news. God saying, you put your trust in me. You walk with me. You put me first. I'm going to take care of this thing for you. Even if you fall down, I got you. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to clean you up. Away with the devil's condemnation and making you feel like, oh, you messed up. Therefore, your ministry is not any good anymore. The devil is a liar. God will finish what he put in you. He will complete what he started in your life. We're going to have some proof of that, too. We're going to go right now to the book of Philippians, the first chapter and the sixth verse. Because we want to talk about this because God does not make mistakes. He knows what he's doing. God is in charge. God is overseeing this development process in your life. God is overseeing your calling and your choosing. He is not going to let the enemy come and take you out and mess up everything he did. Look at verse 6, Philippians chapter 1, verse number 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hey, God has got this thing. Don't worry. The one that started it is God. The one that finishes it is God. Your job is to say yes to him and ask him to help you get through. He will do it. Amen. Wow, it's good stuff, isn't it? Yes, this podcast is designed to encourage you because as a spiritual leader in the body of Christ, many, many weapons are formed against us. But no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And that's because God is in charge. He's on the throne and he doesn't sleep or slumber. So I want you to know you're surrounded by angels, by his protection, by his hedge, by his shield. And the enemy don't want you to know that. He wants you to look at the fiery darts, look at the houses and the people that he's trying to burn up and be scared. But God wants you to understand you don't have to be scared. I got you covered. Your responsibility, my responsibility in being chosen is to yield to the word of the will of the Lord and to say yes to his will. We have further scripture to confirm this in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Um, the eagle eye prophet. <laughs> We're going to Isaiah the sixth chapter and the sixth verse in um Isaiah the sixth chapter and the eighth verse. And the eighth verse says, And I also heard a voice of the Lord saying, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. Good news, right? When the Lord calls for us, we can answer and say, Yes, send me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do your will, Lord. There's also another scripture in Isaiah that talks about being chosen and us yielding to the will of the Lord is Isaiah, first chapter, 19th verse. And it says, if ye be willing 
and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Well, I don't want you scared of being devoured, okay? We want to say yes, be willing and obedient and watch the blessings of the Lord begin to flow in your life, okay? So God is wanting to get you to yield to his will, to say yes to him. When you say yes to him, you draw nigh to him, he draws nigh to you. You do your part, and God definitely fulfills his part. It's faith. That's faith in operation, is that God will see to it if you do your part, that he will bless, he will honor his word. He will not let his word fall to the ground, but it is conditional. You can't say we resist the will of the Lord and expect the Lord to bless what we're doing. We have to yield to the will of the Lord, do what God asks us to do. And God will take care of those obstacles, those things that look too big, too small. He'll move them right out the way. But it's up to us to trust God. And I hear you saying, man, my faith is not that great right now. I understand. I hear you. And sometimes I've been where you were. You can ask God to help you faith. Lord, please help my faith. Please build my faith up. I have a little struggle with the belief sometimes. And if you do that, if you ask God for his help, surely he will help you. What father will not help his kid when his kid asks for help? Not a good father. A good father will help his kid when his kid asks for help. God will ask. God will help you when you ask for his help. Amen. He will help you. He will make sure that you get through this thing. We're going to go forward. And as after you see your responsibility to yield to the will of the Lord, then we must be people of prayer. We must seek the Lord's guidance in prayer constantly. We need God's guidance. We cannot do what God called us to do without his instructions. And so we're going to Jeremiah, the 29th chapter. And we look at verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken to you. You shall seek my face and you shall find me when you search for me with all your heart. Yes, yes, yes. You got to seek for God with all your heart. You got to pray. You got to uh, uh, really get serious about the things of God. He said, if you search for me, I'm going to let you find me and I'm going to reveal some things to you. God doesn't want you to be lazy in the body. God doesn't want you to expect him to just drop things in your lap. He said, it's going to be up to you to search out my will. It's going to be up to you to pray and seek God's will about what he called you to do, about what your assignment is. But when you seek me, you're going to fire me, and I'm going to reveal my plan and my will to you. The reason God does is God hides things from the enemy. God hides things from your adversary. So you got to seek God. And so God wants you to know what his plans are in your life. We're going to go now as we get ready to wrap up. Yeah, this is a rather short one today, but we're going to wrap up. The scripture next we have is um, Proverbs 3. The fifth chapter.
Proverbs 3, the fifth chapter, verses 5 through 10. The wisdom of the Lord, listen, this is the point. The wisdom of the Lord will guide you if you walk in faith. The wisdom of the Lord will guide you if you walk in faith. So you want, you, we need the Lord to guide us. We want this wisdom, right? So Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to your flesh and marrow to your bones. Honor the Lord with your substance, the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses burst out with new wine. God wants you to trust him with all your heart and lean not to your understanding. You know the biggest problem we have right now is some people think they're too smart. Some people think that they're so smart they don't need God. Eh, mistake number one. You will not go anywhere doing God's work if you think you're smarter than the Lord. We can't figure this stuff out with our little natural minds. We can't figure out what God's will is with our little brains. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us, to reveal to us, to guide us. Our understanding is so small and so limited. Without the Holy Spirit, what do we really know? You can't try to do this on your own. And this is why you see churches failing. It's why you see businesses failing. It's why you see the world in the chaos that it's in. Because man thinks he's smarter than God and don't need the wisdom. Well, what a mess we got going right now because of that. But I'm telling you right now, if you're going to walk with God and do what God's called you to do, you need to trust him with your heart. You don't need to lean to your understanding. You got to acknowledge him in all your ways. You have to let him direct your paths. Let him do the guiding. And a former preacher used to say it back in the day when I was going to uh, a church here in Greensboro. He said, Jesus said, move over and let me drive. <laughs> I love that. He said, you think you know where you're going? You don't know where you're going. Slide over and let me drive this thing. I know how to take you where you need to go. Hmm. He says that we're not to be wise in our own eyes. We're to fear the Lord and depart from evil. When we start thinking that we know something, when we start thinking that we are intelligent beings and we don't really need God's help, that's when we get into trouble. That's when we get into sin. That's when we start to drift from God and we start to make foolish mistakes. If we will fear the Lord and trust him, it will be health to us. It will be strength to our bodies. The other thing God's saying in verses 9 and 10, and I know some of you may be surprised by this one. We really weren't going to talk about that, but since it's in the scriptures, I'll bring it up. We have to make sure that we honor the Lord with our, with our substance. What does that mean? What is our substance? Our substance is our money. Our substance is what God has blessed us with. Now, back in these old days, your substance could have been uh, fruit, could have been crops because it was an agricultural uh, uh, culture back then. When we really don't do a lot of farming now, unless that's your occupation. So God's saying, you know, you you gotta you gotta give me the tithe first, that ten percent. The book of Malachi, chapter three, talks about uh, shall a man rob God? You know, they bring all the tithes into the storehouse today. We be meeting in my house. But if you do that, God said he would open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You don't have room to receive. 
And sometimes we're failing in our life. So we're failing in our ministries, failing in our uh, careers because we won't honor God with the tithe. Now, some people are going to not agree with this word, and that's okay. But the word of God is still true, whether you believe it or not. Some people are going to maybe argue with this word and say, I'm not giving the church my money because I see the wicked stuff that happens in the church. But what you got to understand, this ain't about the church. This is about honoring God with your first fruit. He sees everything. He knows everything. And if you will sow properly, God knows how to make you reap a harvest. I'm telling you, I've been doing this for many, many years. When I have, when I wasn't tithing, it wasn't going good. But the day that I started tithing, God's provisions, man, they're there. And I'm not saying I didn't go through some hardships or some struggles, but God didn't leave me there. I was faithful and consistent with tithing and giving God the first fruit of his, of his increase. And God blesses, God protects, God takes care of his children. When you sow according to God's will and give that 10%, I am telling you, God opens up those windows of heaven like he was talking about. God can protect you from sickness and disease. God can put you in the right financial position. He can give you the right job. He can bless. He can open doors, connect you to the right people. I'm a living witness what happens when you sow according to the will of God, when you give God what's his first, not last. Now, God don't want you to give up your bill money, but you should budget 10% out of every check and take it to the house of God where you're getting fed. Now, this brings me to another point, and I wasn't planning to do that. You need to be part of a local church because there is a covering there. There is um, spiritual protection there. But don't go to just any church. Make sure it's a church that's speaking the word. Make sure it's a church that has the Holy Spirit. Make sure it's a church that, you know, good things are happening. People are getting saved and delivered, and there's power in there. But if you sow into a church like that, where you can grow and become all that God called you to be, I'm telling you, God will bless your socks off. He'll bless your business. He'll bless your basket in your store. He'll bless your bank account. I'm telling you, living witness, what God will do if you sow, if you give God the first fruits of his increase. Let's look at that scripture again, because you need to see all that God has for you. He says that if you will give the first fruits of all your increase, your barns will be filled with plenty. Your presses will burst out with new wine. Now, you know, I know that everybody here doesn't <laughs> doesn't have a barn and many of you don't have wine presses, but he's talking about blessing your finances. He's talking about blessing your home. He's talking about you having everything that you need and having abundance. That's what God wants to do in your life. He's listen. God chose you on purpose so you can represent him, spread his word, walk in the things he called you to walk in. And do you think he wants to leave you financially destitute? Absolutely not. When you do what God wants you to do, he's going to hook you up. But you got to do it his way. The problem is that a lot of people want to do things their own way and get God's blessing. It doesn't work like that. You got to do it God's way if you're going to get God's blessing. God's saying, if you'll obey my word, if you'll put me first, if you'll sow according to the will of God, the plan of God, you will get more than what you're asking for. 
I'll bless you so much. Other people have to stop and say, hmm, looks like God's hand is on you. That's what you want them to say. You say, yep, the Lord did this. I honor him and he did all the blessing. God wants to get the glory in your life. That's what this is all about. So I did want to tell you that. But listen, I am saying if you do things according to God's plan and his will, he's going to take care of you. And remember, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. What God promised you, he will do it. You can take it to the bank. God is in charge of your calling and your ministry. Your job is to submit and yield to his will and do what he says. He will take care of the rest. So I pray that you don't have any anxiety, any fear, worrying about what the devil is going to do or why certain things haven't happened in your life. God has got this thing all under control. It's our job to yield to him. It's our job to trust him. It's our job to do what God called us to do. He will handle everything else. I pray this has been a blessing to you. I pray this has been supernatural. I pray that it has been something that you can be inspired and encouraged by. Let's pray before we go. Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the people who've heard it today. We pray that they will be blessed. Their lives will be changed by this word. They'd never be the same. And understand as they walk with you and as they do things according to your plan and your will, you got everything worked out in our future. We just have to trust you and keep walking with you daily. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. God bless you. I pray that you have a blessed week. And understand you're chosen. You're chosen on purpose. And God is not going to let what he spoke fall to the ground in your life. He's going to fulfill what he promised. The question is, are you going to yield to his will? You yield to his will and do what he said. God promised he's going to do what he said in your life. Amen. Have a great one. Till next time.